This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Welcome to this week's edition of the Escape Hour. I'm Tad and with me in the studio today is Fiona and Stefan. Um, how are you guys doing? Have you had a good week? Great. Did you miss me last week? Oh, we did. Absolutely. Yeah. We did. I missed you guys too. Because it was cold and we were thinking yeah. about you lying in the sun. No, I we was. weren't thinking about you lying <laughs> in the sun. We were blocking it out of our minds. Well, I was thinking about you guys as well lying in the sun, so. We did have a, we did have a few laughs last week. Yeah. yeah. Mm. We, we did a lot of improvising. That's good. We're good. Keeps you on your toes. Yeah, it's, it's good oh, practice. It was very. I think it's a good way to avoid dementia. That's my well, new theory. Good. And it's also good for your, you know, your new comedy Actually, oh, you're going to be doing a stand-up yeah, comedy. We're, perf- we're practicing before the Melbourne <laughs> Comedy Festival. Fair that's right. We're going to have the Escape Hour comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. And Tad, you've got a role. Yeah. What's my role? Well, we don't know yet, but okay. you've got a role. Okay, okay good. Thank you. We're all going to. Uh, we're going to do a sketch. Um, okay. And uh, you know, we'll invite our friends. Mm. Let's start working on it. Yeah, we're riveting. <laughs> and we'll invite all of our former guests. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be really good, actually. Yep. I think we should talk to Sally Cap and um, see if we can get one of those rooms at the at the town hall. Well, I don't know well. if Sally Cap has much uh, influence <laughs> over which rooms we can get, but I, I might know somebody at the comedy festival who might be able to help us out. Maybe not just a room in the basement, you know, someplace, you know. Well, we've got the top floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, been in a, a bit of an eventful week in the and news, hasn't been, it? Yes. A bit annoying, really, I have to say. Um, so what, again, what annoyed well, you? Mainly airlines, actually. Um, I'm generally, I do like airlines because, I don't know, there's something special when you get on a plane yeah. and the door closes and nobody can bother you. Um, but there was a, a specific situation in the United States where um, a United Airlines uh, flight had an unaccompanied minor and they put him on the wrong flight. And instead of going to Sweden, he was on his way to Germany. And the kid's, you know, texting his mother while the plane's rolling apparently and she's horrified because her child's going to another country um, and she's trying to get in touch with the airline and, and they're not responding to her. Um, I just think that's ridiculous. It's um, just appalling. It is. And I mean, you know, I, just coming back from an international trip myself, the amount of security checks you go through, the amount of times they want your ID, the amount of times they check your bags, the, you know, how does that happen? I think it's an absolute joke. And I do understand mistakes happen, but when you've got these multiple levels of security checking that we all have to go through and have all had to accept, um, how does that happen? Well, it's, it's just quite frankly unbelievable. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously many, many people made mistakes in that particular instance. Absolutely. It's yeah. just ridiculous. And, yeah. yeah. It took a few hours before it United, did. because she kept tweeting and uh, three or four, what, four hours later she finally got that answer yeah. because she was on hold, I think, as you said. And, and yeah, she turned to, to social Twitter. media. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you I know. remember once I, I was doing, I wanted some satisfaction from a, a certain Australian airline and the only way really to get through to them was actually to tweet my complaint to them. And yeah. did, did it work? Uh, so you and, got and something and out of it? No, I didn't get anything <laughs> out of it, but they did reply and they just basically told me to suck eggs. Oh. But at least I know how to get Maybe through Maybe you're not flying now. them anymore. <laughs> I did, I did <laughs> ban them a for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it good. Is, it is a bit difficult to... Stop flying one of these Australian airlines because there's not that many of them. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a lot of choice. No, we don't. No, but I, I think it's just you know I think sometimes airlines forget that they're in the service industry and and you know the 
the passenger is the paying customer. And at the end of the day, when you pay for something, you should get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't always get that, unfortunately. No, I know somebody who's going to Sydney and they decided to catch the train. Really? Okay. Yeah, because they were like, well, you know, that it just avoids all the hassle. Yep. It'll be, and it, you know, 11 hours. 11, 11 hours, though. They're getting Melbourne asleep. to Sydney. Yeah, I know. I know, but when you think about the time it takes for you to get to Melbourne Airport, you have to be there, what, an hour and a half or whatever before. The stress. It's then, the, you yeah, know, it's not, not that 11, much different. It's not 11 hours. No, though. it's not 11 hours, but <laughs> no, sometimes, true. for some people, it's worth it, if I you're fl- If you're overnight, maybe, but yeah, the day time, overnight. it's really a waste of... Um, and there was some other bad news with another person on a flight. Yeah, and this, was, this is really... And it really pisses me off because it just shows such an insensitivity, I think, to somebody, um, you know, who has a disability. And it was a situation where um, a young girl, you know, depends on an electric wheelchair for her to get around. And that is her her, her legs, basically. Um, and she was going onto a Jetstar flight. And, and basically, they bas- basically made her check in her wheelchair at the check-in point and put her in one of those narrow aisle wheelchairs mm-hmm. and was dependent on someone else to push her around. Now... Some people might think, what's the big deal with that? But when you are somebody with a disability and you are dependent on a wheelchair that's electric to get you around and you take that away from that person, you're taking away that person's legs, basically. And that's what this young person said. Um, and again, you know, it was a situation where, um, you know, according to what their procedures were, that's what the right thing to do was. And it was a flight from, I think, Sydney to Launceston. Um, but the interesting thing was on the return, it was no problem. She was allowed to go directly to the plane in her electric wheelchair. Obviously, to get on a, a narrow aisle okay. aircraft, you have to get on a, a, a narrow wheelchair, which wasn't the issue. She did that. And, you know, she wasn't traumatized. This poor person was traumatized. Mm-hmm. And, and I just think that's awful. And, mm-hmm. and to show such an insensitivity for that. And even when her mother brought it to the attention of the airline, they really didn't seem to care. Um, and I think that's disgusting. It really is. I think that airlines, for uh, just a note here from us at the Escape Hour, yeah. airlines, you're on notice. Yeah. We're paying attention to you. We're watching. And you should be treating the people that are spending so much money on yeah. your, your airline with a little bit better respect. But it's also just, I don't know, to me that's human decency. Mm. You know, I think she deserved better than that. Well, there's procedure and then there's humanity, yeah. I guess. That's and common sense. And, mm. and, you know, look at the, the situation. And the, whoever checked her in, if they had a question, they should have gone above and gotten an answer, you know, or, or, a, or some, something to help this person out. And I just think that's wrong. And you can keep a pram to the gate as well. So Exactly. So there's two standards, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just think people need to think. And, and just because something's a procedure or a policy doesn't mean... You know, you can't look at that and say, okay, we need to tweak that in this situation. Um, you know, obviously safety is, is important, but there was not a safety issue there. So, no. anyway, that's just my thing. So, does anyone have any good travel news that they'd like to share? Uh, I don't think so. I think this well, how week was your is holiday, Ted? <laughs> it was You're very in Bali. nice. Where Perfect about? weather. Uh, I went in s- to Seminyak. Nice. Um, yep, I had a good time there. And, um, yeah, the weather was perfect. Gorgeous. And, and it was you lovely. lay in front of the pool and I you did. went out for nice meals. Did that, yeah, of course. And it was just um, just a nice, relaxing... Did you dine anywhere new and delicious? Um, not, I mean, not really. I mean, when, when, you know, you just pick a restaurant and go. Um, you know, the good thing about restaurants in Bali, a lot of the, the, um, the nice ones, they actually bring out chefs from Europe and, and Australia mm-hmm. and they'll have them there for a few months. And, you know, it's quite nice. And this particular French restaurant I went to, they had actually had a michelin star chef 
in the kitchen. Um, and it was great. It was the best food. Um, and yeah, it, it was just a really lovely time. And um, yeah, it, it, it's one thing. One of the things I noticed about Bali this trip was that um, it seemed a lot cleaner. And the reason for that is um, they've done away with plastic bags, single-use plastic bags. And that is a revolution. It's incredible. And even like plastic straws, you didn't see a plastic straw anywhere. Um, uh, they've only just brought that in. How yeah. could they have removed uh, or, you know, you've noticed a difference so Absolutely. Because it was only brought in, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah, that's right. Because we talked about it last week. We did. <laughs> we yeah. did. Oh, did you? We, okay. Well, we just talked about it as a it was a happening. Yes, okay. it was happening. Oh, right. Yeah, that's but what was happening. But so I, I actually noticed a difference, um, and nobody had them either. So it was mm. quite interesting how, you know, we can't seem to get that happening here in Australia, but, you know, and, Bali and the can. Dependence you know. on, the dependence on plastic in places like Indonesia is, is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been to certain places where it seems like there's no education yeah. where with what to do with plastic, where people were just putting things on the ground and it was just mm, washing just away. washing away, yeah. Because there was just no sort of education as to where this would go and yep. obviously not many way, not many recycling bins lying no, around. No, that's right, yeah. and and But you did see a lot of recycling bins around in, in, in the resorts and things like that so it was so quite definitely nice to see. a push for absolutely yeah, yeah i think it's good. um it's a good thing you know so i was happy to see it we've got a message uh -oh. oh we've got a message got a message once you had to have some life experience to work for an airline not all cookie cutter low-paid staff i don't know does that <laughs> does that well, cover some of the well i don't know I mean, some sometimes of you wonder if, or, do yeah. they do they do they look at you know, somebody having empathy as, as a characteristic or a mm. compassion, you know, which I think is important in a lot of roles. And, you know, you'd like to think that they would include that, but um, who knows? Yeah, I think a lot of things moved to checklists and standardized yeah. procedures. Yeah. And it kind of removes the element, the human yeah. element out of it. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's been done for a purpose because for safety and all those things, but sometimes yeah. you need... Common sense needs to prevail yeah. in a lot of cases, yes. I think. That's, um, mm -hmm. that's very true. Well, look, I love flying. I love air, yeah. air, 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 airlines. I love airports. I love anything to do with travel. But I have to say, I don't really like going to the air. I don't like the process that you have to yeah. go through, even though I'm bursting with excitement because yeah. I know I'm going somewhere, anywhere. It's yeah. just like, great, I get yeah, so exciting. excited. Yeah. But it's just that sometimes by the time you get th through the other end and you're at the guest lounge, yeah. you just feel like you need a drink because that was a pretty yep. unpleasant experience. Exactly. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're on the Escape Hour here with Tad, Stefan and uh, myself, Fiona. <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> and we've had some other feedback and we really do appreciate yes. your input, Brad. Brad has just let us know that um, he doesn't condone the treatment. Well, who would? But um, to be honest, he says, regardless of what happened in Sydney, anyone who knows Launceston so-called international, knows that the ground crew there are usually only dealing with a maximum of two flights at a time. So in reality, given people with disabilities and or children and the elderly, the wheelchair would be on the tarmac before the rest of the passengers started to load. Brad, are you from yeah. Launceston or do you fly there often? Because I, I don't know, I've, I've never even been to Launceston Airport, I have to say, but thank you for mm. um, your input. <laughs>
Now, a little earlier, if you've just tuned in, we were having a chat about um, some uh, unfortunate instances with a, uh, an airline that was flying a disabled girl from Sydney to Launceston. And Brad uh, gave us some feedback before, and he's come, come back with a little bit more that uh, because I asked Brad if he had lived in Launceston because he seemed to have a very good knowledge of Launceston That's Airport. Right. Um, and Brad has said that he lived in Launceston for around seven months, and he recalls picking people up from the airport and reading the Launceston an international sign and laughing quietly to himself, maybe loudly <laughs> to yourself. I watched Bold Customs walk from gate to gate gate one to gate two with the sniffer dog and then <laughs> gate two to gate one again with one plane unloading and the second about to do the same. But the airport was again deserted. Um, Thank you, Brad. That's not really a great tourism uh, sign for Lord System, but we know it's a lovely city aside yeah. from that. For listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.